It was the very wise Ben Franklin that said the only two things certain in life are death and taxes. When it comes to death, it's really something we don't like to talk about, especially what happens to our remains or our loved ones after they die, whether they are properly cared for. And that really came into clear focus with some uh, terrible scandals here in the state of Michigan. And it kind of unmasked the fact that our laws um, are decomposing. Yes. They're so old yes. and, and, and need to be updated. And uh, there are two Senate bills, which if the legislature was still in session, they would could, they could be working on. Uh, but they're very important to all of us because this is a certainty and something that we want to see done properly. Vern Pixley is president of Pixley Funeral Homes in Auburn Hills in Rochester. He also has one in Kego Harbor as well. And he joins us live this morning to explain why this is so important. Mr. Pixley, good morning. Hey, good morning, Guy. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate uh, the opportunity to share a little bit about these bills and why they're so important. And it is delicate uh, because, uh, you know, we want to think that that, uh, that the, the remains of a loved one are, are, are respected in, in death. Um, but the, there's some some basic best practices that aren't even required here in Michigan. Tell me about that. It's so true. And I think with Senator Hertel's package of bills, he really hits these head on and, and directly. As, as you mentioned, there have been several unfortunate cases in the last several years here in Michigan and most recently in Colorado that the care of people's loved ones was not handled in a dignified, appropriate manner. And the bills that Senator Hertel has well, it's it's interesting that 50% of the states require refrigeration after a person dies as the proper means of storage. Now, Michigan is not one of those states. It is really important that with the rising cremation rate that we have, Michigan is in the uh, top 10 fastest growing states for cremation. The National Funeral Directors Association predicts that by 2035, 83% of all deaths in Michigan will result in cremation. So most people that select cremation do not select embalming. And without that, there needs to be a proper way to store and handle the remains from the time of death until the time of cremation, because that can take a couple days, mm -hmm. three, five, six days before the cremation can take place. Bert, I don't, this is, this is, I didn't know this actually was going on, that funeral homes uh, are not allowed to own crematoriums in Michigan? It's a great question. Great, great point, Lloyd. The funeral homes, Michigan is one of five states that does not allow funeral homes to own crematories. And as Guy mentioned in the opener, the, our, our laws are antiquated and old, and if we've learned anything through COVID and the amazingly increased number of families that we were serving and deaths that were taking place, is we need to update our laws. We need to have the opportunity and the ability to provide those cremation services from funeral homes. And neighboring states have more crematoriums to choose from. So in 2021, Ohio has 153, Indiana has 119, Wisconsin 113, and Michigan only 78. So when COVID came around, uh, that's why there was a backlog, correct? 
Yeah, correct. And not only a backlog, it was because of the scheduling. We just couldn't get things scheduled quickly enough. So in some cases, we have almost 50% fewer crematories than our neighboring states and the highest cremation rate. So we're serving more cremation families. You know, these bills uh, are, you know, a, a, a great opportunity for our legislature to take these bills up, make them a high priority when they come back into session and get them passed so that we can maintain a chain of custody mm-hmm. where now we have to use a third party and they're great third parties. So it isn't about that. It's just about the quantity and the number and being able to schedule appropriately. Well, and it's, it's to Jamie's point, it's not just a convenience factor having too few crematoriums. It also drives up the price of that service as well, that you don't have the competition. And you have to make this about economics. But there, there is some of that here. I'm gobsmacked by this, to be honest. How, how is it that we got here? Vern, how is it that we our, our laws were so out of date that we don't just require something as basic as refrigeration of of human remains. I have a question. Did people choose burial back then more than they do now, and we just haven't kept up? Well, I think that's part of it. That's a a great observation. Yes, the short answer is there were a lot more burials, and the cremation rate steadily rising over the last several years. It goes up about 1.5% to 2% every year. So that's certainly part of it. But the laws are the in Michigan, in order to own a crematory, you have to have a cemetery license. And there's an old law in Michigan that prohibits funeral homes and cemeteries from being commonly owned. It sounds like Again, there's a little bit of special interest favoritism there. I... Well, I you could argue that. <laughs> okay, I will. Um, <laughs> The uh, So, again, Michigan is one of the few states that don't allow us to own cemeteries and, and uh, funeral homes. So without that cemetery license, we can't own a crematory. Mm. Very and interesting. Yeah. Stuff that, you know, we don't think about don't until think about maybe it. you're forced into it. Exactly, because yeah. there's a lot of things we don't want to think about. But when it comes to that time, you have to think about it. And now and you don't know what you don't know. Well, and I think, you know, at at the time that people lose a loved one, they're they're in grief, uh they're they're going through very difficult times. And the last thing you want to worry about is is my loved one being properly cared for? And how, you know, how quickly are we going to be able to have ashes returned to us? Right. Th- those are worries that people shouldn't have to have. And guy, you made a great point that Choice generally brings lower costs and provides people with better opportunities. Right. We need to get our, our legislature to make this a high priority and get them to. But why have they avoided the topic for so long? I, I, I would imagine that you've been making this argument for more than just this legislative session. We have, and it's been uh, it's been a bit of a challenge. In uh, some legislatures, just haven't been willing to talk about the crematory ownership. What was the pushback? Uh, well, I think it was. Um, I, you know, I really can't speak for others, but from my perception, I think it was a the beginning of a change in the cemetery funeral home ownership. Okay, and that the crematory part of that would 
um, would would lead to more changes in that. I was that, just thinking about refrigeration. Yeah, I mean that looks it sounds like something that seems maybe, like it should be a requirement. Yeah, yeah, that's just the most basic thing. Again, it, it's it is it is very basic. And if again, if we've learned anything through COVID, it's been that is a necessity and something that we we need to provide. We need to have all providers provide. And interestingly enough, the the cost of providing that refrigeration it's less than the cost of a funeral and yeah. it takes up less space than one casket does. So it's not a space issue. It's not a cost issue. Yeah. It's something that is just a, a dignity issue where we need to provide that care to those that call upon us and expect us to. I think if you asked a hundred people on the street, what happens when your loved one dies? They'd say, well, there's a stainless steel wall that has drawers and it's a freezer and mm -hmm, the body right. goes in there because that's what they've seen on television. That's what they believe to happen. And I've asked those questions to hundreds of people <laughs> and they all say the same yeah. thing. That's what happens. I said, no, that's actually not what happens in a lot of cases. So uh, how quickly can you get a hearing on this? Given the fact well, that the legislature decided to take an early vacation. <laughs> well, we're hoping that that will be at the top of their priority list when they come back. Uh, I, I think this is one of those issues Should be that is bipartisan support because it's about human dignity. That's right. And it's about proper care. Hmm. Bern Pixley, thanks so much uh, for your very sensitive uh, approach to explaining this to us. We're all educated us. this morning. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I appreciate uh, appreciate you guys do a great job, and I appreciate uh, the invitation. All right. Very good. Vern Pixley, president of Pixley Funeral Homes, and you can find them in Auburn Hills, Rochester, and Ego Harbor. When we come back, is this decision day for George Santos? If not today, tomorrow, what awaits him, and are there the votes to purge him? Could be the first House member since what? The Civil War area, Reconstruction, uh, that, that would be purged? We'll get to that next on JR Morning at 649.